the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. The news never stops. Life goes on around town and around the world. You need a talk show that keeps track of it. A program with bold opinions that's always open to your views. That is this show. Welcome to the Mark Davis Show on 660 AM. The answer. All right, hour number two. Come on. 866-660-5759. Great to have you here on this first day of early voting. Here we go. And it goes all the way through March 1st. Then we get the breather. March 5th, the actual primary. What will it yield? We've been talking about a lot of things, and we have a key state house race and a key congressional race we'll pay some attention to here uh, just on the near horizon. At 835, Texas 26 congressional candidate Brandon Gill will join us at 905 out of House District 61 in Collin County. Sort of uh, McKinney, Frisco, Anna, uh, Carissa Richardson will join us. She is challenging incumbent Frederick Frazier, and so that'll be at 905. In the meantime, just all kinds of room to take care of all things in uh, the various topical latitude that is in my head and yours. Let me hop to some calls first, then I got some things on my agenda to toss out at you in these always topically busy times. 866-660-5759. We are in Dallas. Ed, welcome. Happy Tuesday. How are you? I'm well, sir. How are you? Good. Thank you. I'm a little concerned with how quickly you dismissed the remark by uh, 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 Mike Gallagher about yeah. Christian nationalists. Right. There's been sort of this drumbeat, Christian nationalist, Christian evangelical. Right. And I want to kind of keep this on your radar. A little worried, actually a lot worried. What is your worry? We're going to find ourselves. My worry is that as Christians, we're going to find ourselves marginalized and oh. sudden, suddenly subject to political scrutiny. Oh, because that's already happened. That, that, that's to- yeah. Okay, real real quick, because maybe let's start with, with understanding. I didn't – I don't know what you think I dismissed – and in fact, let me start with that. You said I seemed a little dismissive about something that Mike observed. We're talking about Rob Reiner. It and Rob Reiner's introducing the concept of uh, right. Christian nationalism. Right, right, right. And so I, what I heard in the segment uh, immediately prior was right. just sounded a little bit dismissive about about that comment. And so I just want no, to No, okay, I'm, I'm sorry. I was dismissive about what? What did Mike say that you thought I was not sufficiently alert to? Rob Reiner's. Uh, tagging, if you will, of, of right. Christian nationalism. So Rob Reiner, who who is a a radical leftist and yeah. a and a and a radical uh, secular humanist, is making a film that will that will paint people who love God and love the country at the same time, call it Christian nationalism or not, uh, seething in Trump hatred and January sixth obsessions. It will be a a, a an atom bomb. Of Rob Reiner esque propaganda. So yes. So uh, what? What do you want me to dive under the bed? Well, I, I, what, do, I, what do you want I, me to do? My, the reach out to you was only because what I heard and what I heard was uh, what I thought was a reaction by you that was 
uh, maybe a little dismissive, and so I was really well, reaching maybe, out. Maybe, just to say, maybe, maybe, sure. maybe. Okay, uh, number one, I, I'm essentially dismissive of anything Rob Reiner does because that's what I think he deserves. <laughs> okay, sure. Jen, I mean, Spinal Tap may have been the last great thing. No, you did other great movies, but but again, what I, I don't, I don't. Uh, I, 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 no, no, but but no, no, but I, I don't want to read my. But sit tight, sit tight, sit tight, because. If your concern is, because I think you're right, that if we are asleep at the switch as people who do matter, which which most Hollywood types don't, but but the culture does matter. I pay a lot of attention to the culture, and it, it, it's it's not unimportant. I don't want to ignore anything, but if 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 your thought is that we'd better not be asleep at the switch as various forces seek to marginalize even to criminalize certain trappings of Christian belief. And as our foundations, as a country built by people of faith who are very observant about that faith, uh, that we better not uh, become cavalier about that. You're a thousand percent right. And I'm, I'm there on that patrol every day. I promise. Yes. Thank you. Okay. All right. Very good. Give me a buzz anytime. All right. I love you. All right. Hmm. Um, all right, 866-660-5759. Um, there we go. We are in Allen. Hey, Tony. Mark Davis, welcome. How are you? Hey, doing good. I was just trying to wrap my arms around why we continually bash Joe Biden about how cognitive deficient he is yep. and how he needs to step down. And then in the next breath, we're like, whew. I really hope they don't replace Joe Biden with Michelle <laughs> Obama. Exactly. What a spectacular question. We just keep shooting ourselves in the foot. Well, Can we what? focus on like voting integrity or something that's going to help us win? This is a losing all right, so so this is an absolutely magnificent question. I it occurs to me from time to time because in a given show, in a given one day's show, I can be found. And a whole lot of people like me saying two things within the same show. Number one, Joe Biden is nearly dead, can scarcely get through the day. This is not sustainable as president. It's bad for the country that he is president. And then like moments later, it could be, well, I sure don't want him replaced on the ballot. I want him on the ballot in November. How how do those two square against each other? Let me give you 30 seconds on how they do, at least in my brain. And then you tell me what, what your thoughts are. First of all, I like saying things that are true. And it's possible for things to two things, multiple things to be true at the same time. So is it true that Joe Biden is in serious cognitive decline? Yes. Is it true that if he is replaced, he might be replaced by someone who is harder to beat? Yes. So as someone devoted to paying attention to and saying things that are true, which of those would you like me to sublimate or how how would you navigate through those things? Because I think you agree with me that both of them are true. So what would you what 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 makes sense to you? I think the things that are true also are voter integrity. Right. Uh, uh, the, the voter um, interference that's going on, the stuff that they're doing to Trump. These are huge things. Well, no, of course, but those are those are other, those are other things, of course. And um, I mean, OK, well, true. Oh, no, no, no. no, no. So, so, okay. All right. Okay. I gave you your 30 seconds. No, no, exactly. But when I asked you how you would square the sort of the polar, not opposites, but the, the, those two things, because it seems like that, that you are concerned that, that I, or that a whole bunch of other people, that there are things were said that if, if Biden is so senile, stop talking about, stop either stop talking about that so he can remain on the ballot 
Or yes. Okay. Okay. All right. So then, focus on that rather and than giving me. Fill that gap with something else that's true. Okay. Come on, we're going to be Sean Hannity saying the same things over and over and over and over and over. So and which? Over. So okay, which? So which thing? Next. So which thing? Which, which okay. thing would you, you? What would you like? What would you like people this. to? What would you like people? Ah, dude, let me ask the question, please. What would you like people to say less or stop saying? would like them to stop talking about that so right. that he is on the ballot and then we can talk about it gotcha. 24/7. Gotcha. Now we're getting somewhere. Then, now now we're getting somewhere. Then, gotcha. Just fill in the gaps with other things that are true like <laughs> yeah, all this Crap that's going on with Trump. Right, dude. I got three. I got three hours every day. We got a million hours. I, I will do all of those things. So let's focus, focus, focus on on the really interesting point you have, which is that if the conservative media spend a let's, let's see if this sentence harmonizes with with your concerns. If the conservative media are crowing every day about how unfit Biden is. Be careful what we wish for, because Democrats may get a clue and move to replace him, and it'll be harder for us to win against Gavin Newsom. So far, so good? Oh, perfect. Okay. You got- be a talk show. <laughs> Thank you. I'm working on that really hard. I think that is a very coherent observation uh, to make. Uh, gosh. Um, so th- it's... Mm, so I Let me help you out. Me help pl- you please out. do, because I am devoted okay. to talking about what people are talking about. There are okay. few there, there are and I'm gonna hand you the baton right back here in a second, the talking stick. There are few things as front of mind as Biden's unfitness and what might happen to him. So I mean the, the notion that I should well like doody do boy, doesn't it suck that Trump is in court again? I'm gonna get to that. I'll get to but anyway, but the floor is yours. Go ahead. The illegal immigration, right. y'all have done a great job at bringing that to the forefront right. and making people see something they didn't see before. Oh, of course. We, we all see okay. Joe Biden. We don't need to be reminded. But it doesn't serve to remind. And I, I totally am hearing the, 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 the hymnal from what you're singing. I totally get it. I, I know. Guess, well, guess what? The, 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 the border's terrible, too. And, every, know, and, and everybody, I mean, the traction it's gotten and it's helping people see that what he's doing is crazy. Mm-hmm. Now we go to the next one. Maybe we talk about voter integrity. Bro, since course, we have I'm going to do up. all those things. I'm going to do all those and, things. And, I promise. And the weaponization of the government. I'm going to do all those things. I do all those one things and thing, I do them I'll, interminably. No, you're great. You're great. Because I, I think you got a lot of company here. Go ahead. Um, we'll see. Now I lost my thought. No, it's a, <laughs> Take 30 seconds as I maybe I'll lead you to it. I hope I do, because you're just wonderful either. Because and by the way, you're not the first person who said this. It's like, Mark, you know, be careful what we wish for. If we if we if we successfully hound Biden from office, even if we get the dysfunctional Kamala Harris, she's probably harder to beat. And guess what? That's true. So um, I I guess the the. Well, no, no world is perfect, but the world that my world of talking about stuff for a living is hard to navigate if there's like something that's right in front of my face and I feel like, you know, well, you know, Biden just said that he had a conversation with Napoleon last night and, and I and I'm just well, but I can't talk about that. I can't I can't I can't refer to that not, because not not 
you you just have to hold it until he's on the ballot. <laughs> exactly. the other thing just say, say, we're not saying you can't talk about it, just not now. <laughs> the other thing I was going to say is we keep blaming Biden yep. for all these problems. Right. We say, oh, Biden in the border, Biden in the border. Well, then they said, well, we'll fix the problem. We'll just get rid of Biden. It should be Biden and the Democrats. Correct. Biden and the people who put him in office correct. are causing the problems. Com- the completely correct. It's not just him. Would that it were just him. Ta- you Just awesome, awesome job. Give me a buzz anytime about anything. I deeply appreciate you. Uh, so on this, because I don't need to engage in a whole lot of, of, of navel gazing and introspection, but I, I've, I, you could say that I'm pretty fascinated at how I do this every day. And I'm interested in people's opinions of how I do this, what they like and what they don't like. Doesn't mean I'm always going to conform to everybody, but if observations about it are valuable to me. Uh, there, there is another reason why um, attention to President Biden's infirmity is pretty important, and that is that I love my country, and the world is on fire, and it's it's just inherently, objectively not good that we have a doddering, senile president while the world is on fire. So the humble request from our gentleman there that I sit tight on that until <laughs> we know that he's on the ballot, because all this talking, talking, talking that we're doing in, 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 in the talk show world, especially the conservative talk show world, could lead to Biden's replacement, creating a steeper hill for us to climb. Uh, I don't think I can conduct my life, at least my talk show life, in in fear of that. I think I've got to talk about things that are in front of our faces every day, the ignoring of which would be real dereliction of duty on my part, and just let the chips fall where they may. And uh, hope that with the energies that I and those in my industry are able to create and the passions we're able to stoke and the observations we're able to offer, that we could beat Gavin Newsom or Kamala Harris or or Dean Phillips or Hillary. Uh, Anyway, Um, and and this is weird because my Star Telegram column, which could post today, I I just wrote it and it'll post either today or tomorrow. It is, is essentially me returning to my observation that... Other things being equal, it just looks like it's going to be Biden anyway. The list of things, the the, the, the the series of events that lead to him actually being replaced is so, so cataclysmic and weird and otherworldly and the stuff of a bad movie script that it remains hard to see it happening. Not impossible, but hard. I'd say you know, the Vegas odds right now are that it's probably Trump and Biden. And I know, but look at him. I know, I know. But the the path to him not being the nominee is a weird, weird road. 824. Kurt Cobain's birthday. A child of Seattle, born 57 years ago. Today, uh, died uh, 30 years ago in April, I guess. The 27 Club. So a little Nirvana for you on the Cobain birthday. Already let us hop into the news with Nikki Whaley. Come back. We're going to have a chat with Brandon Gill and his congressional run in Texas 26. More of your calls forthcoming on various things. 866-660-5759. Grab a line. Mark Davis, 831. Here's Nikki. Can you tell it's the first day of early voting? 
Is there a sense of urgency in the air? I have a feeling there is. And from various, various uh, state-level uh, races, and in fact, a uh, half hour from now, Carissa Richardson will join us in House District 61. She's challenging incumbent Frederick Frazier. Lots of folks challenging incumbents in the Texas House. We'll talk to her in 30 minutes. Right now, though, let's go to Congress and an open seat. It is the all-important Texas 26, where Congressman and Dr. Michael Burgess is taking his leave, and quite the crowded field lining up and saying, hey, let's uh, let's see if uh, if I can be that successor brandon gill among them and it's good to welcome brandon back to the show welcome sir how you doing doing well mark thanks for having me on my enormous pleasure got all kinds of actual issues to talk about one of the first things i always like to do is give people a chance to respond to ads being run about them when i heard this i made an observation i wanted to run it by you there's some folks who uh, and it's i don't think it's another candidate particularly it's one of the packs anybody can start a pack and it's like you know brandon gill wants to defund the police and that was a head scratcher to me and i thought the only thing i can think of is the only thing that you've had in in that you've spoken of frequently that has to do with law enforcement of any kind and what one might call defunding is your observation that the FBI is so corrupt we may need to start from scratch. So do I have that right? That's exactly right. Listen, I've uh, I've for a long time been saying that we should be defunding the FBI. The FBI has been systematically weaponized against conservatives, against Christians, against pro-lifers, against patriots just like the people in Texas 26, and we should defund the FBI. I've been a huge supporter of law enforcement for years. We should back the blue. Um, but listen, what's happening here, and we should be very clear about it, these are D.C. swamp super PACs, dark money being dumped into this district right now, a million and a half dollars in attack ads being dumped into this district, all to attack me, not to prop up any other candidate, not to Uh, to take out any other candidate, just to take out Brandon Gill. So listen, why are they doing this? They're doing this because I've been endorsed by President Trump, and they know that I'm going to be President Trump's biggest defender in Congress. They're doing it because I've been endorsed by Senator Cruz, and they know that I will be a strong and consistent conservative in office. And I've been endorsed by the Freedom Caucus, and I've, I've been saying for a long time I will be a member of the Freedom Caucus on day one. And the swamp doesn't like that. So the swamp's trying to take me out. Uh, They're spreading lies about me. They know that they're lies. Everybody knows that they're lies. Listen, I've talked to hundreds of people in this district over the past few days alone. Nobody buys this stuff. People can see how absurd it is. Um, And we're feeling pretty good about this race. If indeed it is rank dishonesty to say that Brandon Gill wants to, quote, defund the police because of your particular focus on the FBI, let's take a moment uh, on that. Uh, it's just sad. We all know how sad it is, the corruption that, that now fits the management suites of the FBI. Do we need do we need to end it? Is there no way to mend it? I, I would think, let's say, if, if Trump's president on day one, I think the FBI gets better. We get a new director. So do we need to really... Uh, can we just kind of fix that thing or is it or is it irredeemable in your view? I I think one of the things that we learned during Trump's first term is that the rot in the deep state and in particular at agencies like the FBI is so deep, so profound that I do think that we need large scale systematic change in agencies like the FBI. So, like I said, I am entirely in favor of defunding the FBI. Now, one, one interesting thing about this is 
You don't hear a lot of Republicans talking about things like defunding the FBI or about election integrity. Uh, And the reason they don't is because as soon as you do, as soon as you take a really strong stance against the swamp, against the deep state, uh, they dump a million and a half bucks against you, Just and that's what over. we're up against. <laughs> but I'm not going to back down from that. Then, then let's listen. You've given me the next place I wanted to go, or one of the next places I wanted to go, election integrity. We all, we know uh, the stench that comes off an uncertain result in 2020. What level of confidence do you have that 2024 will at least be better, that our eyes will be peeled more sharply, and that we can have a little more trust in whatever this November's result will be? Yeah, that, that's a great question. And listen, I helped make a movie called 2000 Mules that came out about two years ago. 2000 Mules exposed widespread systematic fraud in the 2020 election. And we've got to be very clear about what happened in 2020 if we're going to solve the problem. Now, what's, what's different about 2024 than 2020? Well, we don't have COVID, for one, and that was the overarching crisis that the Democrats used in order to change election law and open up our election system to fraud. The second thing we have is, and I, I think I'm, I'm really proud of this, but I think there's sort of a 2,000 mules effect. People are awake to what the left did in 2020. Uh, and we've got more Republicans who are going to be poll watchers, more Republicans who are watching drop boxes. Um, people know that there are threats here to our election system, and they're watching. Oftentimes, all it takes to, to stop election fraud Uh, is one patriot and a camera, and people are out there there watching this stuff. So, But listen, again, I've been very clear about what happened in the 2020 election. Um, I've been very clear that I think that the election was stolen from President Trump. I think that's one of the reasons he endorsed me, because he knows that I'm not going to back down from this stuff. And again, the swamp doesn't like that. Whoever uh, Michael Burgess's successor is in that 26th congressional seat is going to be sworn in in January of next year, and we will, I'm sure, be still embroiled in all kinds of issues. Let's talk about some of them. What what have you thought about the aid that our country has offered to Ukraine so far, and how much more of it should there be? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. Um, listen, we have got a crisis on our own southern border right now. And I think that it's a crisis that the Democrats intentionally created. They created it so they can flood our country with voters, people who they believe will vote Democrat perpetually. And two, they've done it so that they can flood our streets with crime and with drugs and with cheap labor that destroys our American working class. And they've done that. They've created this crisis because it creates a good environment for them to succeed politically. Now, We know that that's what's happening in the U.S. This is a serious crisis. Why in the world are we sending American treasure overseas? We're getting ourselves involved in a war where we have uh, no conception of what victory looks like, no path to peace. And we've got our own problems here. So I'm not in favor of sending another dollar to Ukraine. I think it's disgraceful until we can clean up uh, clean up what's happening here in the U.S. Let me give you get your answer to what a whole lot of people say when anyone delivers that answer as well. If we just let uh, Putin have even part of Ukraine, if there's some peace deal that awards him part of his ill-gotten land, well, he'll just mobilize, and next thing you know, Hitler style, he's looking at Poland. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that the, the sort of geopolitical logic here is dubious at best. Um, I don't think that America should ever be getting involved in a 
proxy war with a nuclear superpower. I mean, people, you, it's easy to forget how dangerous this is that, to get into a proxy war with a major nuclear superpower. Again, with no path to peace, no conception of what victory looks like. Listen, we've had the Uniparty, Democrats and Republicans together, joining together to get us involved in forever wars with people on the other side of the globe, and that's got to end. Let's take a look at sort of the race itself, the the buzz, whatever that's worth, uh, looks at you, uh, looks at John Huffman, looks at Luisa Del Rosal, looks at Scott Army, uh, who just got a Star Telegram endorsement, by the way. Uh, it, it's, it, it's kind of the two of those four names probably make a runoff. Does that make sense or do you see it differently? Well, listen, I think that we've got an enormous amount of momentum. Again, I've been endorsed by President Trump, by Senator Cruz, by the Freedom Caucus, by Jim Jordan, by Ronnie Jackson. People are looking for a conservative fighter to go to Washington. I've been on the front lines of conservative media for the past several years fighting the left, and I'm ready to take the the fight directly to the swamp. Now, the momentum on the ground here has been enormous. We just did a massive rally with Senator Cruz when he was in the district last weekend. Before that, the week before that, we did a massive rally with Representative Corey Mills and Representative Matt Gates. So, listen, we're feeling really, really good about going into March 5th, and I think we, we might be able to win it outright March 5th. Has there been anything, I mean, you guys have had some public forums and some appearances and stuff. Have there been any sort of big ideological differences that, that have sort of defined your space and your lane in terms of policies versus some of the other folks? Well, listen, I can tell you that uh, there's nobody stronger on the border than I am. That's that's one big area. I've, I've been saying for uh, since this campaign began um, that if we want to actually solve the crisis at the border and what the left is doing to this country, we do need to build the wall. We do need to reform our asylum laws. We need to bring back Remain in Mexico. We need to we finally impeach Mayorkas. And frankly, the man shouldn't just be impeached. He should be in jail. But if we stop there. If we just stop there, we're giving the country away. We have to deport every single illegal alien Joe Biden brought into this country. And I'm going to help President Trump do that. He knows that I'm going to be his greatest ally there. Um, And I think that that's going to be a focus for the Trump administration. And I cannot wait to be a part of it It and to help him do that. It it appears an obvious near certainty that he will be on the ballot for the Republican side. The big question mark is, will Biden be on the ballot for the Democrat side? Do do you think Joe Biden will be will be the opponent in November? And do you want him to be? (laughs) Um, That's a great question. You know, I think that the Democrats running somebody like Joe Biden, who is so obviously senile, shows how much disdain they have for this country. The guy cannot speak coherently. He can't think coherently. He needs to be in a nursing home. And it's so obvious and it's so humiliating for America on the world stage. But that just shows you where the Democrats' heads are at, how little they think of you and me and of this country, that they would run somebody in such so mentally incapacitated. I just had a wonderful call literally in the last half hour who offered me a pretty fascinating premise. I'll offer it to you as the last. What what if the Democrats, you know, get a clue and realize that you're right about what you just said and so am I about the observations we make about about Biden's uh, capacities and they get their act together and, and get him to, to step aside a la LBJ and and then we end up with, uh, with Gavin Newsom who quite frankly might be harder to beat. You know, be careful what you wish for. Yeah, I mean, listen, I think President Trump's going to win in 2024 uh, this fall, no matter who his opponent is. 
people have seen the last four years of Biden's policies. And listen, this, these weren't just Biden's policies. This wasn't idiosyncratic to Biden. These are the left's what he's been putting forward is the left's political agenda across the board, and people can see through that. And I think people have woken up and realized how radical today's Democrat Party is. I speak a lot on the campaign trail about how we're not up against the Democrats of the blue dogs anymore. That old school, good old boy Democrat Party is dead and gone. This is the radical Democrat Party of open borders, of putting dirty books in our kids' schools, and of destroying our economy systematically. Uh, so I think that whoever they run against is going to be promoting those policies, and Trump is absolutely going to beat them big this fall. The website is brandongillforcongress.com. The Twitter X Instagram accounts are real Brandon Gill. Much appreciate you, sir. Thank you, and best of luck and health on the campaign trail. And we may be talking again, I'm sure, soon, and I deeply appreciate it. Thanks, Mark. Thanks for having me on. Brandon Gill, Texas 26, who's going to be the successor to Dr. Slash Congressman Michael Burgess. 850. Already 855. There was Brandon Gill. What do we make of that? What do we make of this race? How's this going to go? This is uh, this is a big one. Well, they're all big. Hey, it's Congress. And the two, uh, the, the big vacancies, of course, are Kay Granger in 12 and Michael Burgess in 26. And so it was a crowded, crowded primary headed into that. And when it first started, uh, the, the the wisdom, and I use that with air quotes because you just never know, sometimes things happen to challenge the conventional wisdom. Sometimes somebody comes out of the gate, makes a big splash or gets a lot of money. or And the four names that were sort of offered up as as ripe for the uh, for the runoff, and there was Brandon telling you that if things, you know, align in the way that he'd like them, listen, everybody would love to win without a runoff. But most of the students of this art in science say that uh, out of four names, two of them will make a runoff and then face each other a few weeks uh, later on in the spring. And those are Brandon Gill, South Lake Mayor John Huffman, Louisa Del Rosal, and Scott Army. Uh, Scott just got the Star Telegram endorsement a couple of days ago. That's always a nice thing to get. However, there's no 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 substitute for Trump doing an ad for you on the radio, and there that was, and that's obviously a very big deal. Uh, and in a weird way, I'm just going to tell you that this absolutely stinking dishonest thing, and I don't know who that, you know, the dark money swamp pack is that's running this garbage. You know, Brandon Gill wants to defund the police. He wants to dismantle the FBI and start from scratch. What a, a damnable lie. I think it's backfiring, quite frankly. I, I think people look at this and go, dude, what? And, and there is a thing called having the right enemies. When the right people are, are upset that you might win, it might actually accrue to your benefit. Something else will accrue to Brandon's benefit. In eight days, he will get a little more street cred because he will turn 30. <laughs> He's a baby. But listen, uh, I got to tell you, you know, I've, I've, I'm the guy who says that age doesn't matter. You can be 70-something, maybe even 80-something. You got to look at that. But it doesn't mean you're not sharp. You can be of Brandon Gill's age or Vivek Ramaswamy's age. I don't, as, as Kurt Schlichter said, I don't know if we need a president who first heard Nirvana on a classic rock station. But can we have a 30-year-old uh, member of Congress? The short answer is you can if they're as sharp as Brandon is. 
That was really good right there. If you missed it, go back and catch the podcast. Huffman's great, too. And Huffman's the mayor of Southlake, and he's got a lot of support and a lot of money and a lot of wisdom in, in his camp. And a lot of folks think that it's sort of the that it's Gill and Huffman in the uh, uh, in the runoff, unless there is, is a uh, – Scott Army has the, the, the nugget of name recognition for people that are old enough to remember his dad, as I am. It's a proud legacy, and, and, and Scott, when he's been on the show, has said that he will continue his father's legacy. Uh, which is a good legacy to follow. Louisa is is a bright and shining uh, uh, woman with a political future. I don't know if it's now. Uh, might be. That's the thing. That's why we have elections and the early voting of which starts right now. So uh, so there we are. There's there's 26 in a nutshell, and we'll find out here on the 5th of March, 859. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's Dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.